Uh, we need that uh, today as much as any day. And uh, we need, need people to pray. And without, without prayer, we have... I mean, without prayer, what, 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 what would our lives be as a Christian without prayer? We're so blessed that we don't have to go through a high priest. We don't have to bring an animal sacrifice. We don't have to wait once a year for Day of Atonement. We can go directly to God in prayer. What a, what a privilege we have in, uh, in, in this, this church age. Uh, you can be turning to the book of 1 Corinthians. I'm going to be speaking tonight about... Uh, about charity, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, not a not an unfamiliar passage, I'm sure. But speaking about something that is directly for the church age. But before we begin, uh, I'll say a word of prayer, and then we'll look at the passage this evening. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we have tonight. Thank you for being so good to us, and Lord, thank you for this, just giving us your word. God, thank you for going to Calvary, paying the penalty for our sins. Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight as we look into your word. I pray that you would uh, receive all the honor and glory and praise, and that your people would receive something tonight from you. God, I pray that you'd use me, and that you'd guide, guide my lips, guide my mouth, and guide my thoughts. Thank you for being so good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so Pastor asked if we could, well actually, yeah, Pastor asked, reminded me, uh, talk about our ministry. We do have prayer cards in the back. Um, so our ministry primarily is to help churches with building projects. And this is a burden that God really laid, laid on my heart. Uh, as I was traveling with my with my father, my family, we going around to, to different churches, and uh, you guys are blessed here with uh, with a nice church building. I know you didn't always always have that, and uh, but there's a lot of churches that we go to where uh, they're in an old building and uh, they could use some help. And so the the burden for for my father's ministry and that was kind of passed on to me a little bit was to be a help to churches and to pastors in particular. And so it was uh, uh, 2020, 2020, uh, 21. Let me get my notes. <laughs> I, I, I started going right into the message and uh, that's, okay, here we go. So, it was the fall of 2021 that uh, God started working on my heart about helping these churches in, in any way that I could. And I really surrendered to, to the Lord just to, to do whatever. And the Lord's given me some natural abilities, natural skills with, uh, I don't know everything, but, but I can learn. And uh, I was asked... Uh, I was asked as a young man what I wanted to do as far as a trade. And my answer was always, well, I'd either like to go into, into carpentry. I grew up with my dad, and he taught me all the tools 
of carpentry and a bunch of different stuff. I did a lot with him. Or mechanics. And uh, I figured out very quickly that mechanics was not for me. So carpentry it was. Um, but I do believe the Lord has given me some natural ability, natural skill with that. And I want to use it to, to help churches. Um, and uh, so that's, Lord put that burden on my heart. And uh, this past year we've been traveling, travel most of the year up until up until August. We took a, a little time off with the birth of our daughter, Brooklyn. And uh, But uh, 1 Peter 4.11, I'll read you this verse. You don't have to turn there. Um, this is the verse, one of the verses that God, God used. 1 Peter 4.11 says, If any man speak, let him speak as of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And that's one of the verses God used to show me, hey, I have this ability and I need to be using it. Uh, or he put the burden on my heart to, to use it to help churches. And so um, also our, in our ministry, we try to, um, we try to sing. Um, I pray this is a blessing. And uh, Lord, uh, last November, I surrendered to preach. That was a, that was a big one for me. The, the, the helping churches with building projects, and that was, that was a little easier step. But um, I'm not a natural... I'm not naturally outgoing. I'm not an extrovert or anything like that. And I don't necessarily, never necessarily enjoyed public speaking. So that was a little tougher. But um, so I surrendered to preach November Veterans Day, actually, of, of last year. And the uh, Lord has helped us with that. And I'm thankful for that. And I thank you, Pastor and Church, for the opportunity to preach. I don't take that lightly. Uh, and I never never feel worthy standing behind a pulpit uh, and opening the Word of God uh, at, at the best of times. Never, never feel worthy to do that, but it is an honor and it is a privilege. And I, so I thank, thank you for this opportunity. As far as our ministry, um, right now we are primarily offering-based. We do have some supporting churches. Our goal is to become support-based so that we can help churches who are just getting started, help churches with low income where the pastor is paying the majority of the bills and they can't afford to have people come in and they can't afford to hire contractors. And so that's our, that's our burden. Uh, as we mentioned, we have prayer cards. We'd appreciate if you could take those and pray with us as we uh, really just begin. This is our first year in this ministry and we've already seen the Lord provide. And uh, I believe I've seen God line things up already for, for this ministry, and uh, so I'm, I'm thankful for where he's brought us and uh, thankful for the prayers. Uh, I had a brother come up to me, yes, sir, uh, this morning and tell or yeah, this morning and tell me, prayed for us, prayed for our family every day, and that's what we need. I really appreciate that. We go cover a lot of miles on the road, so please pick up a prayer card, and your prayers are... Uh, Greatly appreciated. All right. If you have any questions, if that wasn't clear, I'm still working on that. So if you have any questions, feel free to come up and ask me after the service. But we're going to get into the message at this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll read the entire chapter. Um, it says, 
Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Uh, this chapter, is, there's, there's certain chapters in the Bible that are just, if you're going to study a topic, if you're going to study faith, you're probably going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, right? The great hall of faith. If you're going to study charity, you can't help but go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, so we're going to look at this tonight, and uh, probably nothing you haven't heard before, but that's okay. I'm not, not uh, here to give you anything new, and if it's, if it's new, you can probably throw it out. So, uh, but this, this chapter is one of uh, quite a bit of controversy, really, and so if I say anything that Pastor Legault or Pastor Kinney disagree with, well, just go with what they say. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm only 23 and they're your pastor, so, you know. But, but as, I, uh, as I studied this, this chapter and studied charity, really um, God started laying a burden on my heart about having charity. And uh, so the first thing we're going to look at here is... Well, before we, begin in, we get into chapter 13, we're going to look at the context. Because uh, I'm sure, you, as you've heard, if you're going to study passage, you need to know the context surrounding the passage. And uh, so, 1 Corinthians, we know the church of Corinth was a very carnal church. And so, we have First and Second Corinthians, two lengthy epistles from Paul. And it's a lot of correction. It's a lot of instruction. It's uh, a, a lot of correction. And a lot of correction. And, uh, but that's, that's okay because we can look at our own lives and see all the correction we've needed. And uh, if every church in the New Testament church age was perfect, what, what would we look at? <laughs> we, we need these churches to, to both encourage us and also have, have the Bible, have, uh, have uh, some correction regarding circumstances and, and whatnot. So... 
But the book of 1 Corinthians, obviously written to the church of Corinth, obviously written to saved individuals. Um, chapter 12, if you study out chapter 12, it talks, it talks about having unity. Um, it, uh, it talks about, about the gifts, has a list of, of the gifts. And we'll read uh, a few verses. We'll begin uh, reading in verse number 4. Of First Corinthians chapter 12. It says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit of, wor of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one, but all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So this is, we're given the list of 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 the gifts, and uh, we're told every member has a different function. We're one body working together as a church. Um, turn, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 4. If you, well, never mind. I was going to say, if you haven't lost your place yet, don't lose your place, but either you have it or you don't in 1 Corinthians. A little late on that. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll begin reading here in verse number 4. It says, There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Jump down to verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So Ephesians here, obviously talking about these gifts that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it gives the purpose of these gifts in verse 12. It's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, um, so in Ephesians... Ephesians gives us why, tells us why we're given these gifts, and uh, then jump back over uh, to 1 Corinthians and chapter 8. This is an uh, introduction, so if it's not making sense yet, hopefully it will by the time we're done. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. <clears throat> And verse number one, and it says, Now as touching things offered unto idols, 
we know that we have all knowledge. Then it makes the, he makes this statement. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. So if we line up these passages, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with Ephesians chapter 4, we see that the works are for the edifying, edifying of the saints. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 8 tells us that charity edifieth. So we have here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 the, the gifts, the, the list of the spiritual gifts. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about charity. And charity is how we use those gifts to edify the body of Christ. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. Uh, edifying the body of Christ through charity. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot, uh, a lot about different things. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really heard a lot of preaching about charity. And I, I believe it's needed in our churches today. Uh, I think, uh, I think, we have a lot of, a lot of gifts. We have a lot of, uh, we have churches that are that are doing well, and that they send out missionaries, they send out evangelists. But uh, I believe if we're missing one thing in our churches today, it's charity. We're going to look back at First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and the first thing we're going to look at from this passage is the demand for charity, the demand for charity in, in the first three verses. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. So, in these first three verses, we see that there's a demand for charity. You can have all knowledge, and if you don't have charity, it's not going to profit. You're not going to edify the body of Christ. You can have all knowledge, but if you don't have char charity you're not going to be able to use that knowledge to edify the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, we'll just look up, uh, begin reading in verse 27. It says, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, Helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? What is, well, he's asking these questions, and they're rhetorical, rhetorical questions. The answer to all of them is no. Not every, we're not all apostles. We're not all prophets. We're not all teachers. These gifts that he lists in chapter 12, it's not commanded that every Christian be a teacher. It's not commanded that every Christian have the gift of tongues, and that's speaking in other languages. But it is commanded for every Christian to have charity. Unlike, unlike spiritual gifts, every Christian is called to have charity. This demand, if you study in the Bible, for charity is never placed on the lost. 
Um, there, we're going we're gonna to look here in a minute at what charity is according to this passage. And uh, if, if your pastor says charity is love, then charity is love. But we're going to look at what this passage has to say. Uh, I believe it's a little bit more than love. It's a little bit different than love. Uh, and one of the reasons is you'll find charity and love in the New Testament. You'll find them both there. In the Old Testament, you're not going to find the word charity. It's not there. It's not commanded for the Jews to have charity. They're supposed to love their neighbor as themselves. They're supposed to, but charity is a little bit different, and you'll find it's, it's specifically for the church age. Charity is for the day in which we live. And uh, so the, the, the demand for charity, it's a demand given to the church, given to Christians, uh, and it cannot be replaced by any of the gifts. All of us, we have different gifts, but we must have charity to go along with those gifts. We'll begin reading in verse 4. And this is the, the definition or the description of charity. We find that in verses 4 through 7. It says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. These are all, these are all byproducts of charity, if you will. These are all, uh, these are all descriptions of, of charity. If you have charity, you're going to be long-suffering. Uh, and I'd say it's easier, rather than defining charity, I, I would say you could look at this pas passage and tell whether you're acting in, with charity towards, towards other believers or not. Charity is kind, charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, it's not proud, it's not puffed up. So this definition of charity that we're given It's, it's a list of things that you can write down. Long-suffering, kindness, humility, uh, putting others first, Christ-like behavior, thinking right, love of truth. You can write these things down or look at them. It's a pretty good list given in the Bible. And tell whether you're acting with charity or not. If you're not long-suffering, you probably need some more charity. And uh, that's probably all of us, because <laughs> that thing that just gets under your skin that sister so-and-so does, or, or brother so-and-so does, that just every Sunday morning, why do they do that? It's difficult. Uh, it, it's, it is. But we're to act with charity. We're to use our gifts with charity so that we can edify the body of Christ. Uh, there was a man in our church when my father was pastoring. He came through and uh, he, uh, he claimed to have all the gifts in the Bible. Um, he claimed to have the gift of prophecy as actual like Old Testament prophecy. and So he prophesied that our town would be flooded in the year 2014 or something like that. 
um, it was not flooded. So, But he claimed to have all the gifts, and he also said that these gifts had shut many churches down, closed a lot of churches just by exercising his gifts. That's not the purpose of the gifts. We're supposed to be edifying one another. If you have all knowledge, you can have all knowledge like we read, and if you're not using charity, you're not going to edify you're not going to edify the body of Christ. And uh, so verses 4 through 7, we see the definition of charity. And then lastly, we're going to look at the distinction of charity, found in verses 8 through 13. It says, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. We see the distinction of charity. Charity, when, when put up against faith, when compared, charity is, is greater than faith. Is that not hard to wrap your mind around? Charity is greater than hope. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Faith is required for salvation. Ephesians 2, verse 8. Faith can move mountains. Matthew 17, verse 20. The prayer of the faith shall save the sick. Man is justified by faith. We walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith freed us from the schoolmaster of the law. And above all, we are to take the shield of faith above all armor. There's a lot, and on and on, there's a lot the Bible has to say about faith. And you hear a lot of messages about faith, and so it should be. Faith is very important, and yet here in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says, charity is greater than faith. What about hope? We're, we're looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? That is our blessed hope. That is how we survive. That's how we live. That's, as a Christian, that's what we, that's what we should be living for. And uh, without that hope, Paul says, we are of all men most miserable. Without, without hope of uh, the hope of the resurrection, without the blessed hope that is the rapture, we're of all men most miserable. We're, we're living like this for nothing, so you would say. And uh, hope, hope and faith, both vital for a Christian and yet, charity is just as vital, and Paul says it's, it's greater. How can, uh, how can he say that? I don't really fully know how he can say that, but I have a couple things here. We're going to look at the, the uh, beginning reading in verse 9. It says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. 
And then this illustration is given. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. You know, these things, knowledge, we know in part. Uh, we prophesy in part. These things, we, we don't have all knowledge yet. When, when that which is perfect has come, then that which in, is in part uh, shall, be, shall be put away. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even also, as also I am known. I believe he can say that charity is the greatest of these because all these things that we have in part, we don't have charity in part. Charity is for the New Testament church age. It's for this window of time where God has, has established the church. And uh, if you look at throughout history, the, the, uh, from, from a Bible standpoint, you see the time of the Jews, and then there's the church age, and then there's the Great Tribulation, again dealing with the Jews, and the Millennial Kingdom, mostly for the Jews. This little window of the church age, and God has given us, given us this, this charity to be fulfilled, and uh, it's for right now. We don't, we don't have to have that in part. Knowledge, we're going we're gonna to know even as we are known. We are going to know him even as we are known. That, that'll blow your mind if you think about it long enough. Uh, knowing, just knowing, knowing God. On a, I mean, we can, know, we can know God and we can look at the Bible and know about God and we can talk to God, but, but to, to see him face to face and to be made like him, we know in part. <laughs> we don't know to the fullest but we can have charity to the fullest because it is for right now. It's for this time, this church age. Um, turn, if you will, to Second Peter chapter 1. Charity. Edification. It's for edifying the body of Christ. Second Peter chapter 1, and we'll read, uh, a little difficult to jump in, so we'll just begin reading in verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, 
and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're given this list here in Second Peter, and we see that we start with faith. We're supposed to add to our faith virtue. So you can't start with charity. First you have to have faith unto salvation, right? So you don't start with charity, but I would say charity is the pinnacle of the Christian life. If you go back and look at uh, the dis description of charity there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you'll find, you know, you'll, you'll find faith. We'll, we'll just go back there and look, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, verse number 7 says, Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. See, within, within charity there is both faith and hope. So you can't just start with charity. But we are to, we are to add to our faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And we're supposed to get to the point where we have, we have charity. And so charity is the pinnacle, pinnacle of the Christian life. We have these gifts that God's, God's given us, and we have, we have faith, we're, we're, we're saved, we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, and we have hope, we have that, that blessed hope of His appearing, but we should go beyond that, and going beyond that is having, having charity with, with our, our brothers and sisters in Christ, having charity with one another so that we can edify them, so that we can build up the body of Christ, so that we can... We can, uh, as uh, Pastor Kenny preached this morning, talking about Christ the, being the servant, and it, if you're going to be a good Christian, you're going to have to be a servant. Christ was a servant, and in order to be a, a servant to others in the church, in order, you're going to have to have charity, because you're going to have to have long-suffering. You're going to have to have have, you're going to have to have faith and, and hope, and, but you're going to have, have to have a lot of long-suffering and kindness. And so I think in churches today we have, we have, we have good people, and they know what's right, and they, know they do right, but we need to be doing right in the right way and for the right reasons. We need to be doing right not just because that's what we were taught, that's what... That's what I'm, I'm learning as I go out on my own. And uh, I was raised in church, preacher's kid, but not just doing right because that's what you're taught, but doing right to do something. We want to be using our gifts to edify the body of Christ. Pastor, you can come forward, close the service however you see fit. How's, how's your charity tonight?